Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. everybody to Neon Twilight with your host, Solaris Blue Raven. This is one of my favorite nights of the month because I get to sit and talk with Solaris and, and listen to her wisdoms and her insights and all of the wonderful stuff that she has gathered over the eons and eons and eons that her soul has traveled through uh, to get to this point in time. You all know her from certainly KCOR and and Freedom Slips Radio, and she is my favorite, gosh, muse and sage. I mean, there are lots of titles you can give to her, but, but all of the titles are just so hackneyed and overused. They don't really give you a, a full idea as to the magic that she has inside of her. She is certainly someone who has... Um, I guess I guess been through the wars, so to speak, and she's seen the good and the bad and the ugly and the beautiful and the magic and the mystical. So um, she's she's been an observer to both sides and clearly chosen the magical side because she's here. So I just I just think that it's important that you check out her website, which of course she'll give you later, and and. And take a look at her YouTube channel and the, the wonderful people that she's interviewed and certainly the KCOR channel, um, which is, again, another magical place where she has spread her talents, her joys, and her gifts. It's just to, give, to, to tell you her accomplishments is to take the whole show. But I will point out that she has written some fabulous books check them out on on Amazon because they're all incredible. I have I have flagrantly stolen from most of them. So um and she doesn't care which is so cool. But but 
she is multi-talented, and she has taken many different avenues to use as an expression of the wisdom and the magic that she has accumulated over time. And the cool thing is she's able to step back into past lifetimes and bring that material forward as well. So listening to her talk is definitely an education of a unique source that can't be found anyplace else, and happily she's here tonight. So welcome to the show, Floris. Well, thank you, Barbara. I don't know how to say anything now. That was the most beautiful introduction I've heard. You're just incredible. Thank you for the kind words. I'm honored. And I always love to be here with you. You know that we just uh, we match very well, and I, I look forward to our gathering every month. So it's, been, it's always wonderful. Thank you for having well, me. Well, I always at your network. I always learn something. I always have pencil and paper here taking notes because. Um, even though the subjects that we've chosen, both of us have a little bit of wisdom in and knowledge, we always seem to go that one step or two beyond what comprehension has led us to, which is always, that's what happens when two people get together that can bounce things back and forth. And occasionally you bounce over the lines and you get into territory that you hadn't actually thought about before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like jumping a timeline. It is, just exactly. And, and tonight we're talking about two of my favorite subjects that just don't get enough publicity these days. UFOs seem to be hogging everything. But but we, we decided we would talk about giants and little people at least start out there tonight. And and it just it's it's two areas that frankly history has ignored and yet they were obviously around. Mhm. Yeah, and it's not one of my fortes, but I, I, I get that you've done a lot of work with large structures, and in your opinion, you know, maybe we can dial into that too. And so far as, well, other were there giants associated with that, those constructs, or even even what they call the moon people, I think they call them, or you said the little people as well. So, yeah, I think it's an excellent area to jump into and, and expand in. Well, I think one of the things one of the things that that um, I ran across when I was <clears throat> kind of looking into the stuff for the UFO book was that in 1938 a Chinese archaeologist stumbled across a cave <clears throat> and in the cave were these um, stones that were circular they, they actually looked like records complete with a hole in the center and the stones are called dropa stones, and and on these um, and there were and there there were like 716 stones found in this cave. Now there were also some very very small bones, and you know they 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 have tried to figure out you know what what's the story what's going on here, and this was this is in China that he in China someplace. Um, let's see, it's between China and Tibet, the cave. And what I found fascinating was that, that they just kind of sat around and gathered dust, as most stuff does in, in, in a um, museum. But someone took them out and studied them. And when he studied them, the fact that they looked like a record, and he sort of magnified them even more so, and he found that there were grooves in them. And in the grooves were... Um, 
glyphs. Uh, I, they looked like hieroglyphics, but they weren't. But they were that mm-hmm. pictorial type stuff. And um, they were they 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 were um, interpreted finally. They were able to interpret them. And and what's even more amazing is that when put on a record turntable with a with a needle in it, the, the they emanated an energetic field that was quite phenomenal. And the story that they got out of the glyphs was even better. Um, they were a race um, from from another star system or planet or wherever they were aliens and they crash landed here their ship was destroyed and so they had to integrate into the local people they had to stay here and um there is a tribe there uh and they were little people uh no taller than three feet high three three and four feet high in there someplace and um Mm -hmm. there is at this present time a tribe called the Dropa tribe that is um, still alive and well and functioning there, and they are all little people between three and four feet high. Wow, that's fascinating. I remember you telling me about those those stones or, or whatever those devices were, but I didn't I didn't realize there was so much data associated with them. That's very interesting. And and you know it's it's sort of. You know, they have found bones of little people all over the place, but they just, you know, they were children or, you know, they were anomalies. And here in in, um, Tennessee, there are um, massive graveyards in, in many places that have either the bones of little people or the bones of giants in them. Now, the, the giants, the Smithsonian is basically taking care of most of them, but the little people bones are still being dug up, and and they can tell from the skulls that they were they were they were grown up adults, you know, in their twenties and thirties. They weren't children, and and apparently there was some sort of war or something going on here, and and I don't I don't have a date, but I do know that the, the giants and the little people. We're sort of the same generation. So, um, wow. Yeah, it kind of, it makes you wonder now, why isn't this part of our history? Well, that's the whole thing. Everything is so sanitized. But when you think about it, look look at the little people today, what they call the little people. Um, I guess that's what they like to be called. I don't know if they're the lineage or descendants of that. Well, the dwarfs, and now, now I'm not an expert on this, so I, I really shouldn't open my mouth at all, but I will. Um, there are the little people, and then there are the dwarfs, and, and they're different. The dwarfs have um, a different physique. Little people are just little dainty people, little people. And dwarfs mm-hmm. have... have um, um, inordinate body parts sometimes. I, I don't know how to put it. You know, their heads are actually almost normal size, but the the body is not, and you know, they aren't they aren't proportional. The little people are very proportional. Tom Thumb was a little mm-hmm. person. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know of any dwarf that 
and you know the the royalty in Europe used to have dwarfs as pets. Wow, how interesting! Wow, insulting too. But my goodness. Hmm. But but there's that yeah. that um, that that TV show, um, Little People, Big World. Now they're they're all mm-hmm. dwarfs, but it's mm-hmm. the little people that that really fascinate me because, um, among other things, Mary Peeler writes about um, in her in on her website. She does talk about the little people that they have seen today that they're still around. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Yeah, I know a lot of the Native American tribes used to talk about the little people too. And then, of course, there's the, the mythological aspect of it. And I don't want to say it's superstition related, but there is that also, the little people insofar as um, almost like fairies, but but not fairies. But the idea behind, you know, mischief, creating mischief <laughs> yeah. and making peace with them. You know, planting a shrubbery or something in their location. And there's a lot of uh, stories connected to that. Yeah. Well, I know when, when I lived in Connecticut, um The property I had, I was all set to make my gardens and everything, and then I discovered I was the house was built on a gravel pit, Um, so Mm. there wasn't a lot of dirt to plant in. But but I planted anyhow, and I I would I stood almost every night out in my garden, and I I talked to the little people, and I said, look, I need help here. Um, I know there's not great soil here, but I promise I will I will feed and I will water and I will establish a perennial garden and but I need your help and it took two years before it looked like it was an old English garden that had been there for ten, for, for a decade mm-hmm. and wow. you know there, there, there was just I mean at one point when I was trying to dig a plant in I had to get a pickaxe um, it was definitely not happy soil Wow, no but, kidding! But I a lot did, of work. I did. Well, and it, it was—they they were huge gardens. Um, but it was—it was, you know. And I would walk around it. Uh, it. I had a meditation pathway around it, so I would walk around it, and I would talk to the plants, and I would talk to the little people, and I would say things like, you know, this one needs a little bit of extra love and care, or a little TLC here. You know, or you're you're sliding on your work here because that one doesn't look too awfully healthy, and and um, it it was amazing because they they absolutely um, I, I know they were there. There was just no mm-hmm. question, and and so yeah, yeah, I do miss that. I I mean I miss having a, a plot of land that I can really plant, and I miss you know, having the little people to help me with it. I mean, I'm sure that they're here. Mm-hmm. It's just that I don't have any any land to plant. But, mm-hmm. uh, right, yeah. But, but you know, well, do people in your little do... sacred garden. Go ahead. No, mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a pot garden. I, I, it, it, nice. All of the plants are in pots. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I have yet to adapt to the um, environment here. Because last year we had almost two weeks of 105 and up temperature here, mm. and everything burned up. There was just no way to even keep it all watered. So, wow, it was kind of That's incredible. And it was it was 
not a good summer. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but yeah. you know, but hopefully it won't be like that again. Know, yeah, I can I can only hope. But the little people, mm-hmm. you know, the, in this country, I mean, the Native Americans talked about them absolutely. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but that, yeah. it, it wasn't one of those um, traditions. It wasn't one of those. Um, what would you call it? Um, it? It wasn't. It wasn't a story that came generation to generation to generation. When, when people came from Europe, they certainly, you know, did bring that with them. But it kind of petered out, and I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have been one of those things for political control. It comes down to information, and also the idea of perfection. What is perfection, and you know, what what do they want to, to give the persona of the mass collective to look like? You know, that kind of thing. What I found interesting uh-huh. is, you remember the Moon-Eyed people, um, that's something, I don't know if that correlates to the little people or not, but I, I do remember that legend associated with the Moon-Eyed people, and I, I suspect that that's something unique, isn't it, insofar as, I don't know if they were correlated with the Moon or not, but wasn't it, um, oh gosh, what is her name, Skyships, uh, Cashiers over Skyships, or is that what it is, was talking about Very that. Joy. Yeah, Mary Joy. Well, too bad she's not here. But yeah, I think it was the moon. Didn't she call them the moon people or the moon-eyed people? She was discussing that as well. So I thought it was kind of interesting. They were very small little beings that would come out she and tend their garden at night. She discusses everything. And now I'm going to go mm-hmm. way off topic. Um, have you checked <laughs> out her site? Hey, here we go. Uh, have you checked out uh, Skyships Over Cashiers lately? Not recently. What's going on? All right, the top the top story, at least uh, when I when I looked a day ago, the top story was that the tall aliens are very concerned about a big occurrence that is supposed to happen to the world very soon. Hmm. Oh, and that's new. Yeah, that, yeah. Hmm. I mean, it was... Oh, it that's was, the Linda Moulton Howe thing. I'm just looking at it right now. Okay. Yeah. So apparently that's an article with her, with Linda Moulton Howe. I haven't seen that one. April 19th, 2023. Uh, well, but she talks I think it's about kind of predictable. Well, you know, Linda Moulton Howe, I pay attention to. I really think she's... Mm-hmm pretty pretty cool and and i and i totally fell in love with her when i watched that video because her two cats walked in front of the camera on the video you know back and forth mm-hmm. and she just kept right on talking they're cute yeah <laughs> really pretty cats yeah but you huh. know so what would what possibly you know i was trying to think it, it's something very big is going to happen to the world now mm-hmm. um it you know it it didn't give me the feeling that it was you know an asteroid or a comet, and the only thing I could think of would be hmm. some sort of explosion. Well, or an atmosphere um, nulled out. You know, I'll have to I'll have to look at the video because I honestly don't know, and I'll have to just take a listen. I guess it's an hour long, so I can certainly do that and see see what they're talking about with that. But I think it's obvious that we're in a, a very big. Um, collision course with, with other unseen forces, not necessarily connected to global government or military, but, but off-world intelligence systems. I think we're just going to a whole different paradigm. So 
Maybe that's what they're referring to. I'd have to read and look at the video. I don't know. Did you watch the video? You said you did, right? I did, yeah. And and okay. to me, it, it was it was what I found interesting was it was the um, <clears throat> the tall aliens that were um, basically saying, um, you know, something big was coming, something, you know, and and it was kind of like, well, fine, but what? <laughs> You know, right. I, I kind of want to... So basically, yeah, you know, teaser. <laughs> that could be a lot yeah, of I mean, things. It's... Fill in the blank. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's well, it's, it's just... You know, I what find could that, it you possibly know what? It's, be? have changed. It could be anything. And think about where we're at in the illusion of the war, okay? So I'm not saying a nuclear fallout or, or an EMP, but it's highly possible. It could have all kinds of things happening right now. As we jump these um, paradigms into to more technology and more, you know, everybody wants to control space. This is the big thing now, Space Force. So who knows? It can get pretty ugly pretty fast, and everybody else is along for the ride. So I think it can go in any direction. really can. So I guess I'll have to look at that video. But, yeah, it would be nice to have some concrete information versus speculation or whatever it is that she said. that She alluded to something but definitely didn't put it out there, it sounds like, anyway. I'll have to look at it. Well. It's 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 interesting because you know every now and then something will come through me that I have to write and I write it down and I just kind of shuffle it mm-hmm. aside. Um, <clears throat> this isn't long. Is it okay if I read it? Oh, absolutely. Of course it okay. is. Okay. <laughs> There's a storm coming and it holds within it chaos and confusion. The clouds have been gathering for eons and it is soon to break upon all of humanity. We have seen storms such as this before, but not in mankind's memory. There will be those who will play it down and tell you everything is under control, but they lie. This is a time when much will crumble and fall into dust. Those who are in power will vanish in the maelstrom, never to be seen again, leaving great numbers to rebuild and restructure using history as a template. Hopefully this time to avoid those areas where power was given rather than earned putting in guidelines and checks to prevent power mongers from getting control over masses who are not paying attention. Power will be shared among the many and none will keep secrets. This goes for all areas on the globe. All will have to struggle out of the dust, for this is a world storm, not one just focused upon one area. The earth herself will rise in anger and shake off those who have misused and abused her. Earthquakes will ripple the surface for great lengths of time, while volcanoes long dormant will spew lava in all directions. Wind, rain, snow, and ice will touch areas, and will touch areas will blanket the earth, out of season, out of reason. And yet the species will survive. There are no armies equipped to fight weather. Weapons have no effect against the weather, and the weather cannot be controlled by mankind. The dust will eventually settle. Humanity will survive but with a new and different focus upon the future. When the sun does break through the clouds, there will be no borders, no countries, just humanity. All one and all will work together for the benefit of all. It will take chaos to unite, but it will. That's well said. And what's the timeline for that? Chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Was that something that you feel is, is close or yeah, further I do. down the path. I do. Okay. No, I um <clears throat> I think it's close because I was really working on the book that I'm just 
completing. And suddenly, mm-hmm. chaos came out. And it was like, well, this is definitely not part of my book. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but wow. I mean, nothing, it's the very first time anything has ever just insisted on being written. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't figure out. I, I, you know, yeah, well, you have to at least record it. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. exactly put it up on the website or anything, but, um, but to me, it, it, and then I hear that the Talls are saying something big is going to happen to the planet, and I, th- and I thought, huh, that's just a coincidence. And of course, I don't believe in coincidences, so, um, mm-hmm. but I can't figure out what it would be that would affect the entire globe. And the only thing that I could think of, and, and it, there may be other things, but the only thing that I can think of that would be a nuclear explosion of some sort because yeah. on, top of the, on top of the fact of wherever it falls, um, the atmosphere will carry the radiation and everything so, so that it encompasses the entire globe. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah, EMPs, I mean, they're all strategically positioning for their psi war, but how far they go with it is another scenario. But I find that other things are happening in the cosmos. So we have what I've talked about before, the intersect coming in so far as different interceptions and intersections, where you're having different types of configurations of space-time collision course-oriented, which I think is going to completely devastate this world. So, yeah, whether whether they're going to pull that off as far as their nuclear situation or something coming in to amplify that, which I find, I think that's part of it. I think the universe has its own plan when it comes down to what's happening here. But it's, this place has outgrown itself in a sense that there are a lot of us here who have outgrown this vibrations here a billion fold over. And then there are controllers here that are literally trying to keep everybody in that stasis of, of de-evolving. So something's got to uh-huh. get on that level. When you were discussing and you were talking, I, I kept seeing this counterclockwise water and loud noise. So, not that I'm putting any seeds in there. I'm just saying it's interesting. I always get visuals when you talk about stuff and a detonation in the <laughs> Pacific, if that's worth anything. But but it is interesting. Um, it's very, very interesting to me that I definitely pay attention to that because we do we do follow the stream of consciousness and we do look into and beyond the timelines where you see and you know, just like anything else, just like scrying or remote viewing, it goes way beyond the illusion of space time here. And, and a lot of good data can, can come in from that. Well, you know, it could be it could be a comic hit, a comet hit, but that wouldn't that wouldn't erase borders and everything. And no, um, I don't so, think it's going to be a comet. I, when I'm talking different space time configuration, I'm saying we're getting ripped out of orbit, and and everything else is getting ripped out with it. As weird as that sounds, and I'm sure people in you know their strategic defense department will argue it, but I, they don't have all the answers. They're in one configuration. They don't see multi-configuration simultaneously. They have a lot what of weaknesses. About, and that's what I'm talking what about. about. What's that? What about, the only other thing I can think of would be the reversal of the poles. Well, that too. That's what I, I was looking at that counterclockwise of the water and the sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of that can be, yeah, a lot of uh, polar activity, well, magnetic fields, this, that, and the other. Well, I, I think I everything is happening how, at once, quite honestly. Yeah, I, I forget how often I know the the poles shift, the North Pole shifts, you know, every oh, I don't know how many thousand years, but it but it does shift into different areas, and when it does shift, uh, 
mm-hmm. it shifts a good two two thousand miles or more. So it's a big deal, mm-hmm. and it does shake up the whole globe. But this felt bigger, and and there are times when we go upside down, and it happens almost yeah. you know overnight, and mm-hmm. that might account for some of it. Right. The access points. I'm always looking at the energy of the um, of the grid here, and also the yeah. north and south, what they call the illusion of poles. But you know, the, the idea behind the energetics associated with that, but also how we're able to traverse on those access points. And I find that those have tilted, so they're moving. And and I think that it is in correlation to what you're describing there. And I always see it as going sideways too. But when when that goes sideways, in my opinion, we're moving into another space and time configuration. This isn't just about you know people theorizing about pole shift. We're moving into another configuration, whether they like it or not. With that comes a whole different board, a whole different board of energy information, way beyond what we're here doing right now on the timeline, in my opinion, anyway. So I think that we we are heading to that destination. So when you say no borders, we, well, people don't want borders anyway. But in my opinion, they're not going to have a choice. It's all going to be falling away. All countries, uh-huh. all global military, everything you think you know or or have uh, that you feel is concrete or solid is going to be dissolved instantaneous, simultaneously. And yeah, I'm not sure how many survivors will be on ground. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense to me. And, you know, a lot of the people in military and rich, you know, elite wannabes, I guess, um, overpaid people, I guess, will have their own little bunkers. But I'm telling you, that's not, that's not safe. I know they think they're going to be fully protected. That they are, they're going to be eaten alive down there. So it's not going to be as safe as they think it is. The only way out is up. And I've said this before to me, in my opinion, this is why I have this thing about leaving this earth and the illusion of is, is to live off planet because that's the only destination we'll be able to make it. So I do find we will be traversing the galactic highway. I think that's the future. And, um, you know, we, we have no what choice. About, what about if something shoved us not only out of orbit, but out of dimension? Well, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. We're going to a different space-time configuration. Yeah, absolutely. When that comes, a whole okay. different paradigm, a whole different state of consciousness. It's a whole different frequency and a whole different calibration on the bioelectric level. This is why these imbeciles who are sitting here with their weaponized space wars don't have a clue what's going on in other configurations, but they're sitting there deploying electronic warfare like it's the latest craze since acid in, you know, the 60s. I mean, they're stupid. So don't get me started on them. But, yeah, I know. <laughs> in my opinion, I think that's exactly what's going on. <laughs> it's kind we of like... talking about little people. This is much more exciting. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's sort of like living in a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've called it and, a simulation and, before. Yeah, and and you know it's just, but what I was seeing was was you know, uh, leaders, be they good or bad, are gone. That that mm-hmm. power struggle, that power grid, is erased somehow. Mm-hmm. And and it's almost like. I don't think we're I don't think we're sent back to the uh, caveman days, but I think that that you know it's a matter of how are we going to organize t- together and who was it what what um, oh gosh it was it was some famous person I don't know if it was a scientist or a politician who said that the only way the earth would ever unite would be if if we had to defend against an outsider uh an outside attacker. Well, yeah, but they're trying to create the psy war associated with that with extraterrestrials being the bad guy so they can play and pull it off with their technology and you have to be careful with that. 
But off-world intelligence is not a threat to beings like us. And I've said it before, they will be a threat to the global military because the global military and our military has created an initiative to be the aggressor and, and to be very volatile when it comes to space communication. And I know that because we're, we're starseeds. We're descendants of the visitors. And if we get pulled into things that are abusive and, and uh, assault and battery-oriented with direct energy weapons, then that's kind of a bleed-through effect and an entanglement when it comes down to our ancestry off-planet. So I've always told those, those people, those units over there, is that you don't do things like that because you have to honor cosmic forces out there. And, you know, weaponizing everything right down to the brain and misusing technology is not the way to go. But they don't listen. They don't care. Yeah. It's their well, way and, or no way. But it's going to be no way for it, them. They don't get that part yet. Oh, yeah. In this video, it was very interesting. She had illustrations of, you know, tall grays, the Nordic people. I mean, and and basically... She had illustrations of, I think, six or eight different humanoid-looking people who were indigenous to different planets, planets, and the the three spaceships that the space fleet has, that our space, that the United States space 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 patrol has, um, have visited at least two or three of these other planets that that have humanoid uh shaped people. Mhm. Which which was interesting. Well, it's an it's an interesting video. Um yeah, I'll check it out. But for us, I mean the biosuit, the body itself is not human. It comes from off planet in my opinion. It, the design work is not from here. This is one of the reasons oh, that yeah, we have a no. hard time being here. We're not supposed to be here. I said a billion fold, and I'll say it to the day I leave this earth. I mean, it's just we're not supposed to be here, and it's a it's a real no. disservice that we've been stuck here for so long as beings. Because, and, and the fact that they've hid, hid, hidden history or sanitized part of it, and then want to bottleneck the uh, the reverse engineer technologies is just not acceptable. And I think they're going to get themselves in a lot of trouble because they the ones that think they're in charge with the classified data are the ones that don't need to be in charge. Those are the last people we need with access to data that I'm familiar with. So, it is interesting to see this up. Uh, see how it's going, and also these gateways. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, discount the types of anomalies coming through gateways right now. You know, big bigger stargates and portals and access points, and uh-huh. and um, beyond beyond the configuration of here, where we have the real portal access, where you can traverse from one point to the next, and you don't need anything but your bio suit, and your you know you can literally go into another destination. I know it, that we will have this, and we will see this happen. I'm not sure I'll be on this world when it happens, but I'm telling you, I've written about it in my books, and I swear. And every time I see them launching these these rockets, I'm like, why are you going that route? Why are you going that route? Why aren't you going through Such the Such a waste of money. What is yeah. going on? He has, I mean, is he just that he's so, so rich he can do it and it's fun? But I'm like, really? I could do more. And I'm not saying that. I'm just thinking about what are you doing? You know, what are these guys doing? Well, why was, are they using those trajectories? It was it was interesting <laughs> in that that um, <clears throat> the the mothership, is that we've never we've never seen the mothership. The stuff we see in the sky are basically either drones or shuttles, mm-hmm. and you know the flying saucers and whatever. And and I swear to you, I truly believe that the Foo fi- Fighters during World War II. Mm-hmm. I think they were 
they were laser point. You know, you've played with a laser with your cat, right? Mm-hmm. I think it, it was it was aliens of some sort hiding in the clouds and using a laser, trying to make us think there was something there and there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Well, they certainly have a lot of different satellite technology. Well, go ahead. Yeah. So, so the the more I the more I look at it all, the more I think. You know, um, I, I I I don't even know if anybody is alive today that really knows what exa- what exactly the truth is, because I think most of the people that knew the truth have gone. That's right. Well, those of us who are record keepers here, though, beings like us, and we can access information. I have a certain level of information from where I've been, but when I'm gone, nobody will remember anything. As it is, as it stands, from my original case induction in 2004. The people aren't there anymore that were there initially. Maybe one, but I doubt it. They have no idea. They're trying to. They're backpedaling now, and I know that. So when you think about it, yeah, we're leaving. All of us are leaving. And those who have a lot of information and notice whether you're a, you know, a, a spiritual being, an advanced being who accesses a lot of advanced technology and information, or somebody who's had the inside visuals insofar as classification goes. Yeah, what's going to happen when it's all said and done? When everybody's breaking orbit? Well. You're seeing it. I think it's all falling apart. And the people that are running the show with what's left of the classified project are imbeciles. So it's a real mess, if you ask me. And I think that you're um, – I was always saying plasma drones when it came down to the Foo Fighters. They reminded me of uh-huh. plasma drones, but I, I wasn't there. I have ancestors that were. So – and they're not here anymore. So. <laughs> I just yeah. – you know, when you don't know. <clears throat> when you hear the stories of what they did and when you see sometimes that even pilots today see these – lights that that aren't solid and it's it's mm-hmm. almost like you know somebody's playing with a laser thing you know yeah. having fun with them they they they, right. they have never hurt anyone they have never hit a ship they have never crashed anything they never picked sides and all i could think of was somebody is playing with them this is this is mm-hmm. they're playing with us they're not and and then it was like, well, now, you know, why? Well, what's interesting is also an exercise. But you think about it, yeah, the tic-tac comes to mind, what they call the tic-tac. That strikes me as something that's that's literally a game or, or something that's so connected to artificial intelligence, it's not even funny. You know, there, there were people that actually saw with their real eyes. But in my opinion, a lot of that stuff is very suspect to me. And, and, and there are breakaway civilizations that don't get along. And the breakaways, I mean, those are just the ones that broke orbit with um, the advanced technologies and black sciences that wouldn't contract with the government at the time. So we have all different kinds of um, organizations, I guess you can call them, I don't know, I'd call them life forms, but would literally have access to information that are in collision course with each other. So it is interesting to see what's going to happen with that, but uh, I don't know. It, it's it's getting crazy right now, this world. Well, I, I it was a number of years ago that um... – What's the big the big um, spiritual mountain in California? Um, Mount Shasta. Mount Shasta. Um, a number of years ago, it was said that whatever alien bases were there had all been evacuated. So, mm-hmm. from from what I can see, even the aliens are leaving the planet. It's kind of like well, rats deserting a sinking <laughs> ship type stuff, you know. We, yeah, it is sinking. And the thing is, it's been terraformed, so really, you know, we technically don't even need to be here. But think about it. We should have been gone, too. That's my point. When there was an evacuation, 
evacuation zone, we should have been part of the evacuation process. And the only reason that we're not where we weren't evacuated is because of these people trying to control, manipulate what's left of here, what's left of the beings here on this world, in my opinion. Uh, otherwise, you'd see us all breaking orbit and going out and leaving and getting out of here. And it's, I'm working on projects that actually do that without the um, the need of anybody in a global government, military organization, or space force. So we can get out of here. You know that. As an avatar, well, you know, you know that. And my point is that we're not staying with the sinking ship. Let them sink their own ship. But I will be damned if I'm going to be here as an SOS in the wireless control room like the Titanic. I'm not doing it. That's sorry. I'm just not. I've done it before. I'm not doing it again. What was what was the one the movie a long time ago that um, Waltzy Matilda? Um, what was that movie? Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was about nuclear whatever and a submarine was in Australia and looking for survivors, and they couldn't find any. All I remember is mm. Fred, Fred Astaire committing suicide in his racing car and other people, you know, just knowing that the end was coming wow. and doing their own thing. Oh, what was the name of that movie? Um, I don't remember that movie. Wow, I'll have to look at it. Oh, oh, geez. It's an old one with Fred Astaire. Oh, oh, yeah, Waltzing, W-A-L-T. Is that the name of it, Waltzing Matilda? No, um, it kept playing um, during the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it just, it, it was, it was an amazing, on the beach, on the beach is what it's called? I don't know. I'll have to check it out. Well, we'll find it. Just... If you Google it, you're bound to see something with Fred Astaire coming up. <laughs> yeah, on the beach. On the beach. On the beach. Yeah. I never saw it. 59. Well, I'll have to check it out. Wow. It's, that's an old it, one. It it um, <clears throat> It is, but it will give you shivers, let me tell you. Well, um, Ava Gardner's in that Gregory Peck. That's classic. Yeah, some of the good actors there. Yeah. Hmm. But you know, I see that. I have to watch it. Oh yeah, no, it's you know, it's funny. Movies seem to be coming up and and biting me every now and then. And I was talking to someone last night, and I I mentioned um, little little uh, what is it, the Little Shop of Horrors. Um, mm-hmm. I had to I had to I had to go find the movie and watch it. Um Oh how funny. <laughs> no, it and it, it's really it's funny because, you know, if it has to be a happy movie or I'm not gonna watch it, but and and that movie is not a happy movie, but it's it's really oh, profoundly, it's not, is it? Oh no. <clears throat> Basically the story is that everybody's wiped everybody out and the only place there was any safety was Australia and the submarine pulls mm. in there but it has to go out looking for survivors and the mm. um, radiation starts to make everybody sick so they drop mm. like flies you'll never be able to mm-hmm. listen to that song again <laughs> no it's a good movie that's it's very, very interesting well, you know, people can get but, radiation sickness even from weaponized atmospheres. Like, you don't even have to drop a bomb in the illusion of or anything with an EMP. We're getting subjected to all kinds of um, radiation signatures and 
you know, weaponized atmospheres to a point where people probably get sick anyway. So, well, look at the people at um, at Skinwalker Ranch; they got radiation mm-hmm. burns and and stuff like that. Do you mm-hmm. have any idea what's there? You know, I haven't been there, um, but I'd like to go scan it. It sounds like a lot of beta testing, a lot of um, advanced black technologies and sciences that were weaponizing the area for some reason or another. Yet I have never been there, so I can't tell you offhand, but it would be interesting to look at it and see. Um, they, they, you know, I, I had immunity to skinwalkers one day. They, they, that was a long time ago, but I, I always wondered about that. <laughs> How do you get immunity to those things? So. Well, they um, they did some drilling and they got some metal pieces off of the metal with the same composition as what's used on the heat shields on the um, on the on the uh, satellites and on the moon rockets that, that that we send up and everything. And hmm. well, that's interesting. I don't know. It it just uh, the army the army says. They didn't know what it was, but they're paying such close attention. I'm wondering if there is an alien base there. I know there's one in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think there's all kinds of experimental stuff going on. Well, go ahead. Oh, no, I mean, the one in Nevada is the TOG, is the Nordics. And they actually are talking about, are taking, you're talking about... There, There's an alien base in Nevada. And the Army knows about mm-hmm. it, and they actually are taking some of the, the people that can pass into Nevada to let them see what human life is like. Kind of like touring That's the zoo. Well, there's a zoo on this world and the illusion of but a lot of those areas are just um, national security sites. So there's a lot, a lot of um, cyber-related technologies and information, from what I understand. I think the CIA was controlling all that. I don't think it was ever delegated back to the Air Force. Or not. I believe they've taken the helm over there, which is not a good thing. But, you know, the thing about the military is they're never going to tell you the truth because it's under classification. So they just give everybody a storyboard of lies and people just digest it and move along, as usual. Unless you had some kind of inside view or you're really good at remote viewing and you can get into the heads or the energy of these projects, which I'm sure you can and I know I can. People don't usually know. Well, that's what that's what gets <laughs> me. You know, I... I'm <clears throat> I'm very fortunate in, the, in that a lot of the stuff I can do comes so naturally. I just mm-hmm. kind of assume everybody else can do it. And um, I know, I know. It kind of makes they the, can't you know, trust me. I know. They <laughs> <laughs> really can't. I, I, I know. I, I, remember, I think everybody had a gift, and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but I remember I was doing something in uh, Southern California, someplace, and. Um, I always used to insist that I do a meditation the night before I was going to do readings so people would come, see how I worked, and if they wanted a reading, they could get one the next day. And I said to the owner of the, sh- of the store, just, I said, I always make sure everyone gets a message, but don't, don't publicize that because it could be a big crowd. And she did publicize it, and there were like, I think, 70 people there. And I stood there until 3 in the morning giving messages to everyone to make sure that everybody got a message. And and I think there were four or five readers that read at the store on a regular basis said, aren't you exhausted? And I said, no, I I, I need a greasy hamburger. But other than that, um, I'm hiring a kite. And they, they couldn't understand 
how you can do that. And I, I just said to them, don't you channel energy instead of using your right. own vital energy for something like this? Don't you just channel it? And they looked at me like I was speaking Latin. Well, so yeah, it's a big difference. Holy cow, yes. Um, mm-hmm. I did need a really, two, actually, I got two greasy hamburgers. I, I need greasy <laughs> food after I've done something like that to really? kind of pull me down, you know. have to get back to earth. Well, not necessarily, but okay. <laughs> get back to earth. I don't think we've ever really been on this world. This isn't really earth, is it? I think it's a terraformed rock called earth. I'm not sure if it's actually really it. Well, never mind. Well, I know we're Very older than the place. earth is, so we had we had to come from somewhere. We're way older, and you know than they, yeah. they a lot of they, whoever they are. Someday I'm going to go to a convention, and you know the name tags you have to wear. I'm just going to put Mm-mm. they on me. So you know when when somebody <laughs> well, says they, they, everybody they, else's identity now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go I'm with they. the ghost. That's my new nickname. Okay. It's a long story. Yeah, have you found, <clears throat> I have found that every time I find a term that really describes what I am or, or what I think I am anyhow, um, before I know it, mm-hmm. everybody's using the same damn term, and it becomes hackneyed. So then you have oh, to discover another term. I mean, a long time ago, I, 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 I don't know if I coined the phrase or not, but I was the first one that used it that I knew of, and that was a, mm-hmm. a light worker. Mm-hmm. And then, and then everybody was a light worker, and it was like yeah, the okay, minute oh. program. <laughs> yeah. So well, monkey and, see, monkey do, monkey shake up names too. And, and I see that, too, in a sense that people don't have an identity of their own and they want to be part of a, a cool environmental condition. So a lot of times they, they just create mimic programs and they just take on identities of other things they find on the Internet, whether it's a name or a title. Yeah, no, I see that, too. Unfortunate. And I don't make stuff up like, what am I going to call myself? And I mean, most people are just like, I don't get them at all. You know, it's just like Patrick these are, are meant to be for you, meant to be for me, right? Go ahead. Yeah. Patrick was the one that said that I was a, um, oh, gosh, what did he call me? He called me a um, spiritual empath. Yeah, spiritual empath. I like that. It's nice. And that works for me. I mean, it has no mm-hmm. definition. It's just whatever I am. So, you know, mm-hmm. that, you right. know I'll, 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 take, I'll take that title. It, it, it doesn't mean anything, but it just means I'm a little unique. That's all. Well, and it gives people an idea all, of what you're capable of, I think, you know. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of like we're all capable of so much that we don't even tap mm-hmm. into and utilize. It's really, it's such a, it's such a pity. Um, it is a pity, and they seem to be shutting it all down. I mean, it's amazing to me how people have been switched off and shut down lately. I mean, we can switch on and off if we want to, but... Environmental environmental conditions such as this will create the stress to such a degree that people switch off completely their evolutionary process. And, and I've seen that more and more. This is why it's critical we get out of here. I kept saying, we got to get out of here. we got to get out of here. And, you know, I said this years ago before the shutdown. Man, we got to get out of this place. We have to break orbit. This is no I've good. heard you say that for 
a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I have known you for well probably at least ten, no, more than ten years, because oh, I've been doing the show this, for fourteen. Yeah, I've been doing. I've, sure I've been doing the show for. Oh, it would have to be we. You know, I when we we were talking before the show, we talked the same language, so that yeah. our homeland may be the same, the same place. Similar. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Definitely. I see that too. And it, and I get that vibe off of you when you're talking. I can see you in a different formula, like your um, a lot of the like the Grecian dress and the hair is always pulled back and the ponytail with the gold. I mean, I can see all these images around you. It's, you say what it is. It is what it is. But it is interesting to see that because I don't get it with everybody. Well, it's, it's she comes through a lot though. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny because um, most people know that the the cards are coming out again and that I'm doing the handbook for them, and I've been writing that material a lot, and <clears throat> it's it's interesting in that a lot of the material I'm writing feels very familiar to me, so that mm-hmm. it it's almost as though. I painted the cards over 30 years ago, but wasn't old enough to be able to write the handbook that goes along with it, and that I'm there now, and all sorts of cool information is coming out. So, um, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's it's fun, but I wanted to ask you, now you've written a ton of books, four, five, six, in there somewhere? I think more than that. Yeah, I need Shrek. To... <laughs> Just call me Dr. Jack. And Go ahead. <laughs> do 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 you are you are you um how do I put this? Are you inspired suddenly to write and then it all happens all at once, or is it something that kind of comes on you slowly? I'm not sure if it's inspiration. It certainly isn't slow. It's information that I interface with, so to speak beyond the idea of channeling and I just bring it in and I have information I want to share or at least document. It's very important for me to document information. So I start writing about titles and information, like for example, the cosmic travelers and analysis of time travel. That was very pertinent to me because it deals with how we can get out of here and how we can calibrate the field. So I was definitely wanting to write that. And so it's more about my interest and what I know I can do and what I can do with my mind as far as breaking down information and and on Uh on a cosmic level. And that's what I've been doing with my book. So I have to say that's what it's all about with me is getting things done. And I don't, I don't waste time. I don't dilly-dally. If I have to write, I write. And if I don't feel like writing, I don't write. Right. That's where I'm at. And, you know, it's, it's funny. Somebody who, who writes was saying to me, well, do you have an outline? And I just looked at them strangely and said, what for? Exactly. <laughs> you know? and, and yeah, you just have it. it you can it, write about anything it, if you want to. It, well, it's it's funny because I will find that that it's it's not only it's inspiration, but but it's it keeps me up at night so that I can't sleep, so that I have to get up and write something because I that it, it just won't shut up in my head. And you know that you're writing it. Oh. Documentation, you know, this is the thing: is scribes, however you want to say it, but you know, beings who leave um, some kind of a template. Something tangible where people can read it. A lot of people don't read these days, but still, it's a database of information. It's a time capsule. That's why I find writing in books so important. I mean, look at how they can be transposed onto other things, whether they're computers or Kindle or whatever else. And then it goes further than that. It goes into the multidimensional fields and the ether beyond. And 
I think information is a big deal, especially correct data. I, I agree with you. And, you know, there are it, – it, what I find fascinating is that there are – there are people who think they're channeling and aren't, and there, mm-hmm. then there are people that channel and don't know they're channeling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so it's 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 really it's quite amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody sent me something that that they said they had channeled, and all I could think of was, my God, your ego is just so good that it will convince you that that you know. <laughs> That you're getting spiritual stuff, and it's it's your ego, and and mm-hmm. I don't you know and and so, but everybody is capable of tapping into that level, and I don't know why they don't do it because it is such fun, and it's, it's and not, not only, only fun but it's great to access. It helps your evolution. Oh yeah, and. And it's funny the the cat's claw caught caught me on my pointy finger on on my left hand, and I dropped a can of cat food on my thumb on my left hand. So both of them had band aids on them, and I the, oh. the group of people were here tonight, and here I have two fingers that have band aids frayed band aids on them, and when somebody said, "Are you typing so much your fingers are bleeding?" and I I thought. Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> said, no, my fingers aren't bleeding. I, you know, I couldn't move fast enough. What's from an the aggressive cat? cat? You mean that cat well, was no, that it, aggressive? It pawed at your. No, she wasn't. You know, she was playing, oh, okay. and I put oh. my hand in the wrong place at the wrong time. It wasn't an intentional wow. thing. And and it, it just caught my finger, and it pulled. You know, from the nail down some, so it went through the cuticle. So it was it Indeed. was a little bloody, but no, no, she wasn't she wasn't intentionally doing it. She wasn't, you know, she you yeah. know, I she wouldn't, but um, but it was kind of you know I, I trim her nails rather, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll maybe talk to her about that. You don't trim nails with your kitties, do you? No, I do. Um, they're really good about I, it I probably, they started when I, they were kittens. Well, you know, part of the problem is that my eyes aren't that good that I can't see the vein in their oh, claw. Yeah, that's not and, good. And, and no, you know, like that it. hurts them like hell if you if mm-hmm. you clip into that vein. So, oh, you'll know about um, it. We'll let you know. Jeez, <laughs> yes. No, when Ooh. they go in for their for their yearly whatever, I'll have they'll clip their 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 claws. So we'll be fine for a while. They're cute. No, you're fine. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do but, really but, on that. I know you were making a point. I'm sorry, interrupted you. Oh no, that's okay. Um, you know, it'll it'll come around again if there was one. But but it's just I I I have talked to so many people who have forgotten to be creative, and that's one of the most important things to do. You know, it, it, being mm-hmm. creative opens those channels up and gets the juices flowing, and and you don't have to do you know, ceremony and you don't have to do chanting and you don't have to do meditating helps certainly. But but all of the other um rituals don't do a thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. And all you all you all you need to do is be creative. Mm-hmm. And it just opens yeah, you up move to it. so yeah. much Yeah. But uh I don't know. 
I, I just feel such a change in the energy um, of of the world, actually. And, and it's kind yeah. of like you, it's you kind of, I'm, I'm I'm stepping back and just kind of observing, and it's like, holy cow, what is happening to us? I mean, mm-hmm. I I could I could see something something you know that that old that wonderful line and I don't know where it's from I did not invent it but something wicked this way comes oh yeah that's what mm-hmm. I'm, that's what I'm feeling yeah that started and, over here a couple of years back mm-hmm. well and and it's not in the terms of you know of evil evil monsters or anything I think it's our the monsters that are within our society you know it's mm-hmm. it's Oh yeah, you're seeing people. It. Yeah, well, it's evolution or non-evolution, you've got to split. So either people have done some kind of spiritual work. It just means their their higher consciousness is integrated. If it doesn't have integration, you're seeing all these deformities. And so far as the way civilization is going, and in my opinion, they're going down and they're going down hard. And they're going down fast. So they're they're almost glitchy in their behavior. You know, it's one thing to be supercomputer fast and intelligent and evolved. Something to be hyper and psychotic and, and literally going, you know, insane in multi directions. And I think that's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm observing. I don't know about you, but that's what I'm noticing. I was just going to look um, for the heck of it. Um, <clears throat> I always do uh, a forecast for, well, I have in the past done. <laughs> and, and there's a, there's a. Um, Is there nothing there? Is it a void? <laughs> No, no, no. There's, there's, there's. It's too long to read. But um, if you go to my website to the cosmic forecasts, um, the last paragraph says these are times of change of great potential for all. The species has evolved to a point that the ancient talents and gifts are not only available but accessible to all of us, and it's up to us to blend with the universal and cosmic consciousnesses to use our creativity and allow the information to flow through us and manifest it within our realities. One person can create Mm -hmm. a ripple that causes a wave that manifests a tidal wave of peace, love, and light. We just have to stop looking to others and reach within ourselves and open the portals to the magic we have carried throughout time. That's beautiful. Well written. Oh, thank you. There's a whole bunch of of um, material here, if anybody's interested, um, it, and it's it's quite lengthy. Mm-hmm. But excellent. there is well, a people co- need that. There's a Cosmic Forecast 2023 overview, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I've done I've done them since 2014. So mm-hmm. you know, and and actually, they've been pretty accurate. Um, it's 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 been kind of fun to watch them because you know every now and then my friend Jeannie will say well you said that and it's like kind of like god I don't remember saying it but you know she keeps track of things better than mm-hmm. I do no that's but, very important um, too yeah I think that's the, the true gift you know you just let it go you don't hold on to it and uh, and then it just shows itself so you don't want to read your whole forecast is it too long is that what you said well, it's it's quite lengthy. I just didn't want to take up your time. This this is your show. You're taking my time up. This is our show. Well, it's been you know you and I do the show together. You know that. 
You have a lot of fun. <clears throat> You're, I can You're welcome read to read it if you feel guided. Yeah, it's, it's entirely up to you. Sure. Okay. Evolution, transformation, and spiritual expansion on a cosmic level cannot be defined by the restrictions of time and space. In human terms, the planet teeters on the brink of a tremendous shifting and rearrangement of all physical elements. The spirits residing here are all experiencing inner turmoil as consciousness expands and opens new arenas to flow into and incorporate into the awareness that is applied to this reality. There will be a tearing down and rebuilding to many structures, both physical, intellectual, and spiritual, in the days and decades yet to come. We're just now seeing the physical manifestation of what has been boiling beneath the surface for decades. On a cosmic level, however, there is a flow and a rhythm that has been repeated for millions and millions of years and draws us ever forward in consciousness, wisdom, and understanding. There's a continuous spiral that is being followed, and though at times it feels like disaster is right around the corner, rest assured there is a master plan that is being followed, and we are individually swept along, even though we may not see rhyme, reason, or season. There has been the element of pause for the last few years, as if the planet has been given a a sort of timeout, where all can reflect on the pathways they are on and evaluate if their directions were the best and most appropriate for them. Many made great changes in their lives and adjusted their journeys to be more compatible to the directions that their spirits leaned in. This was a time when many have taken the opportunity to open these portals of insight and creativity and welcome the flow of cosmic energy and wisdom to touch and flow through their lives. The next year is going to be one of challenges, no doubt, but how we meet them will determine a great deal how the next decades unfold for all of us. Many may choose to spend their time and energy on reflecting on the past, performing autopsies on difficult situations and trying to rewrite history, adjusting blame and looking for justice where it is not. Others will focus on the potential of the future and all the promise that it holds, fully aware that we create our own environments and realities by our perceptions of it. Free will is always a part of our reality, and it's up to each individual to choose their directions and their pathways. There are no wrong choices. Some just take the longer way and smell more roses. All pathways ultimately lead to the same place, to total spiritual consciousness and awareness, to the evolution and to a greater journey, cosmically and universally speaking. This is a time when much will be revealed globally and the elements of governments needing to be reworked and reformed is very prominent. It is very likely that we will see the border of several countries change dramatically, dramatically, as well as the borders of many states in the USA. The times of one internal power struggling for total control are coming to an end, and if there is not the element of different groups working together, then all will have to be dismantled and a new form of government created out of the ruins of a system that no longer serves the people. This should be a time of pulling together instead of apart. The ultimate reality of what is going to happen is still up in the air. However, in the first half of this year, the lines will be drawn, and there is no changing what it is determined whether or not there will be a joining or a tearing apart of those in power. Globally, populations are shifting, and borders will have to be changed to support the directions people are drifting in. National borders will shift to adjust the populations that are on the move, Oh, wow. Cultures and languages will be blended as never before. 
from time to time it may well feel as though the whole world is one great tower of Babel as populations are mixed and great numbers flow over countless borders worldwide. This is a situation that will take global cooperation to manage, and unless there is a sharing of responsibility, humanity may well take many steps backward and have to struggle rather than working together to solve the many problems that loom in the not-so-distant future. The atmosphere is adjusting to the shifts that are taking place on the surface. The environment struggles to maintain a balance that is constantly spiraling out of control. While the shifts in weather are truly flowing in in a pattern that is eons old, it may seem to us that there are changes that are new. There is a pattern that is generations old. Just because we have never seen the changes before doesn't mean they are new. They're just new to us. In the year and years to come, the seasons are going to change. Farmers will have trouble determining planting and harvesting in the near future, and new crops will be introduced to adjust to the new climates that the entire globe is going to experience. The planet is totally capable of supporting the populations if only those in power focus on taking care of the people instead of creating power struggles that support no one except for a very few. We'll see more superstorms in the future, many coming out of nowhere and most probably of human origin than actual weather patterns. The element of great flooding in areas not seen before is also looming most pointedly in China and Japan. Many volcanoes long dormant will flare back to life and cause upheaval in areas long quiet. Watch for many underwater volcanoes to become violent once more, causing tsunamis in the Mediterranean, U.S., Canada, and India. There also well may be a comet strike in the area of northern Russia, the Arctic, and one other, and one near Antarctica. The one near the Antarctic may well uncover areas of the Antarctic that have been under the ice for thousands of years and uncovering a civilization and culture not familiar to our history books. Um, Times of great change are always accompanied by upheaval on massive levels. Please be aware that those spirits that are currently on the planet have incarnated during this time frame many times before. There is a maturity and inner strength within all that recognize the tumultuous atmosphere we are entering into. The energies that are on the planet at this time are here because of the inner wisdom and strength they are now avail- that is now available to them. They just need to awaken that strength and apply it to the present generation. It has been written that at times of change and great stress that there will be those who will rise in ways wise in the ways of the universe that will share their wisdom to apply to the times. They are here now. Though they don't have name tags, they do have wisdom. They are not in power, but their words of wisdom carry great insight and strength and will find and will find where they can do the most good. In the past, these wise individuals have been put on pedestals and worshipped. Not today, however. The messages are out there for those with eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to take action for the good of all. And then I read the other paragraph before. I like that. I like that information quite a bit. Well done. I like the Antarctica part. Yeah, I do too. And this now you got to understand, this was written in um, November of last year. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Wow. Yeah, I think it's time. And you lose notes. Yeah, make the jump. This is boring. I mean, something's got to give here. Let's get it, <laughs> let's get this party started. <laughs> oh God. 
Yeah, I hear your enthusiasm. I just don't think that that we're quite ready for it. You know, my enthusiasm is anything that changes the paradigm here is good with me. But that's just me. I'm a, I'm a traveler. I like I like doing stuff like that. That's exciting. Well, I think that the the thing that that gets to me is I can see farmers having trouble knowing when to plant, and and I can see food shortages too. So. Oh, sure. um, yeah. You know that makes sense to me, but but I'm out, I you know what what was it at the beginning of the pandemic? Everybody was saying, oh, stock up, stock up. Well, now I'm having to eat all that food because it's going to be it's going to expire. So now I have to start oh. stocking up again. Well, um, you should get the because, stuff that you can keep for twenty years. That, that's what I usually do. I mean, if I'm going to have any extra supplies, it's just that you know the stuff is dead water, and it lasts yeah, for twenty I, I years. Have, that's the military use. Yeah. I, uh, Jeannie gave me a a 30-day supply for Christmas, I think, two years ago. <laughs> so that's okay. It's, it's, it's good for it. 25 years. But, um, so I'll be good for 30 days for sure. But um, it's, it's really, it's quite profound. I, I think, you know, it's funny. Every time, um, you know, when things started to look rough again, people were, were stocking up on toilet paper and, you know, it was sort of like, well, I'm not going to do that again because, you know, I had enough toilet paper last time. Um, so I, I can't imagine what is going to fall, you know, be in, in short, you know, fall short, short ways for us because, I mean, what's going to happen, among other things, are, is that the, because of the insistence on electric vehicles, um, trucks aren't mm. going to be able to... Um, deliver like they used to and if that's the case then you know food food shortages are going to be profound so it's just but what i found hysterical was that i i I just caught something on the news earlier today and it was that that the army is going to go all electric can you see them in the middle of a war someplace (laughs) looking for a charging place i mean please I mean, you know what? That's, the whole idea behind charging vehicles, Barbara, is foolishness. And this is my point. You know, remember they banned the word ether back in the day. Um, you know, there's, yeah. a, there's a field of energy that literally is beyond zero point where you can literally—it's a primer for travel. In other words, you don't need any plugs. You don't need to insert anything anywhere. It's free energy, literally. And we have that. If we change the configuration, we don't have to worry about any of this stuff. So what the hell are they doing with this? I mean, I just don't understand. What are you clowns? doing with the plugins and, and you think Wi-Fi is cool and all this garbage. And I'm like, no, let's go for the big, big jump. And that's, that's the one about um, moving into the configuration where everything is free energy. So you literally have the field where you can traverse. It's amazing. I know it's just right. Like we're eclipsing that field right above us in a sense. So I don't know why they're not well, what, jumping it. What really gets me really, really is Tesla energy work. Why did instead sure. of all of these windmills and everything else, why didn't they just put up the Tesla towers and let us all plug into free electricity? Well, he had it. He understood what it was dealing with, you know, and also with the grounding aspects of it. Of course, look at what they did to Wardenclyffe. I mean, they they, did, they devastated the place. They demolished it. Everything that uh-huh. yeah, anytime you have an ability and a gift, they hijack the data, they run with the data, and then they take down everything that's a remnant of the original inventor. And you see this all the time. I mean, the bottom line is, no, they shouldn't have done that. We, we should have been going into a, a very expanded 
in a very advanced civilization where, where you're literally traversing the galactic neighborhood without all these primordial devices, and including their version of electricity, which is foolishness and incompetence. Well, well what gets me is they plug into a charging station, and that charging station is powered by coal. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they're so advanced. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> and then they it's just a and joke. then they shut down yeah, the yeah. coal mines. I mean, yeah. Well, I think they want everybody to be just, cavemen. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, That's I think they me. want us. You know, the electric cars. What their range is three hundred miles, about three four hundred miles. They they don't want you traveling. They don't. I mean, I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, if it, well, makes, it makes sense if you're trying to control and divert a civilization, if you want them to go inverted and, and de-evolve, then that's exactly what you do. And that's exactly what they are doing. You know, but like I said before, look, what, what makes us breathe and, and what, what gives us the electrical impulses? I mean, is it just, you know, chemistry? Is there something more going on? I find that it's very interesting that people don't sync up with a cosmic neighborhood because when they do, all the, their primordial information falls away. And that's where the real inventions are. So... It's interesting oh, to see all this stuff collide. You know, it's just, we don't need it anymore. That's what I mean by why are we listening to these people? Why are we entertaining their, these people? Why are we putting our energy on them when our energy should be on the stars and the heavens beyond? It never made any sense to me, and it still doesn't to this day. Well, look what they've done to the schools, too. I mean, these kids aren't taught mm-hmm. to think. No. I mean. They're not taught to, they don't know who they are. So they're no. lost. They're fragmented right now. They're, they're, you know, it is what it is, but. You know, I don't know what to say about it other than the fact that we have breakaway civilizations and, and states of consciousness and, and beings who don't belong here. And, you know, you consider us extraterrestrial. I, I, in my opinion, I find us to be hybrids and definitely not from here originally in cosmic design. So we can go home. I, I believe that's going to happen soon. I really do. I know as weird as it sounds, man. I'm telling you, I, I just have that <laughs> vibe. And I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Well, if you're not here, you know, the, the, the last week in May, I'll know that you've uh, caught a tree. <laughs> you, 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 you got passage somehow. Um, well, you know, but you know, when we go to it, it doesn't come to us. You get that, right? You okay. know that. We traverse. You know, people are always wondering why, oh, let my ship come and get me or, or let them, you know, you go to them. You go to the that next level. And the next level is a different space-time configuration. We can do that. We do that through our states of consciousness all the time. But the next level is taking your body with you and literally not physically dying. And I know we can do it. So put that out well, now, the for everybody. Oh, definitely. But, you know, I, I know there are places where there are portals. Antarctic is one mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, and um, I kind of somehow there's got, there's got to be one under the Great Pyramid or near the Great Pyramid for sure. There's definitely access points connected over there, and with the coordinates with the, if I'm not mistaken, with Orion and some others, uh, yeah, there's definitely some star coordinates over there in connection to, to accessing and traversing the galactic highway. So yeah, but that's just a little one. I mean, I mean, the sense of when you're looking at a bigger scale, we are the walking stargates. So when you think about it, if you're configured properly in your own biosuit and your own body, you can go anywhere mm-hmm. in any at any point in space time, and you won't get disoriented if you know what you're doing. Now, some people would. I think people here would have a meltdown. But beings like us who are used to traversing <laughs> and used to multidimensional states of consciousness, I mean, I've been interfaced with artificial intelligence, so I'm, I'm good at navigating. And I can tell you, most people would lose it. 
But I think that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be going and traversing and doing exactly uh, what I was calibrated to do back in 2004. So I I really believe that. I think, you know, in the Bible, you know, how they talk about the rapture. I think they're talking about a time frame Mm -hmm. in which we do transfer to another dimension, another place. And they... The the the, uh, the old men in dresses just misunderstood exactly what was happening, and I think that's what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a rapture of being taken home to God; it was a rapture as far as taking your body and your energy and going to another dimension or another place. Mm-hmm. And and, mm-hmm. and I you know I I would say that they probably had the vision, but they couldn't explain it any other way. And so they, they mm-hmm. called it a rapture. Um, I totally agree. I think a lot of the Christianity, um, you know, all the, all the remnants of religious indoctrination has kind of hijacked a lot of ancient data and also misunderstood. You know, there was that division between science and spirituality and science and religion. And, and mystical alchemy is, is a combination. I mean, you have to be an alchemist to understand the cosmic design. And that's way beyond um, a regular physicists. I mean, they, they have to have the next level. And that would be part of that alchemical equation, if you ask me. And it's not about, you know, woo-woo science and spirituality with new age. It's way advanced consciousness. And you and I get it. And I'm sure the advanced sciences out there, some of these beings out there, they get it, too. They change their whole paradigm. And they start dialing into something bigger than just the regular physicist, you know, construct. Or I'm just using them as an example. But, yeah. No, I believe that... that uh spirits that that were around the last time one of these major transformational things happened on the earth plane are back here on the planet um, ready to take that jump again. You know, it's kind of like, Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if maybe these these changes that happen every 26,000 to 5,000 years, um, if it's like in the amusement park, this is the roller coaster and we get off on being on the ride when it happens, um, you, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 to me, I, I think the one thing that, that, that is so missing in all of the spirituality around is that there has to be also, you know, a sense of joy and laughter that, that mm-hmm. you know, I will grant you it's serious stuff, but at the same time, if you're so somber and you're so serious that that takes your energy down. That's a somberness mm-hmm. that, that weights you down, and it's laughter and joy and celebration that lightens you up and mm-hmm. uh, enlightens you. So so that you know, it's sort of like most people don't quite get it. You know, I meditate for two hours a day. Good for you. And That's ridiculous. It, you know, it, well, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I'm too hyper. <laughs> and you're talking about someone who's advanced. I, I just, that's not my thing. I'll run. I'll do exercise. Yeah, I, I will I will do something, you know, equally as, you know, whatever. But, no, I just, there's something, I, I understand the purpose of it. It's to clear you so you can hear inside. And it makes sense. And so many people are so busy talking in their head that they aren't spending any time listening to what the spirit inside is saying to them. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so it just, it, it's sort of like, 
um, <clears throat> it, I have a Catholic friend who is constantly saying the rosary. And, you know, oh, I did the rosary 25 times today. And I said, but what did you hear? What did you get from it? Did, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, <laughs> I, I, congratulations. And, you know, it's, 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 to me, it's, um, if you're going to talk to the divine, talk to the divine. And if you're going to listen mm-hmm. to the divine within you, then shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was the other thing? People were saying, you know, uh, what was, oh, somebody asked me, and, you know, I'm going to ask you your definition, then I'll give you mine. Um, what is the difference between spirituality and religion? Well, I see religion as a stepping stone when it comes down to understanding what the bigger scenery is. And it's an indoctrination program, and spirituality is unlimited when you start navigating. It, it, it frees the spirit, the energy up so you can expand. That's just my own take on it. No, that's a good take. Um, for, for one thing, I, I think you can be both. You can be religious and spiritual. You know, you don't have to choose. But to me, religion is taught, and spirituality is. Mm-hmm. So that's that, true. So yeah. that so 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 that you know you have to you have to be taught a religion, but spirituality is is the true essence of what you are. Mm-hmm. So was that a cat or was your or is your that stomach is Merlin? No, that's oh. my cat Merlin. He must like you because he came over here and he's he's hanging out with me, meowing. Oh, cool. He's the big fat one. He's the he's the forest cat or what is he Maine Coon? That's what it is. Oh, that's that's a big cat. Yeah, he is. I he's have a boy. my Pete. My Pete is twenty pounds, and people keep trying to tell me he's fat, and I keep telling them uh-huh. he has big bones. Yeah, he's cute. Unfortunately, he's got a belly on him that wobbles. So I mean, <laughs> it's not all big bones. So does this but, one. But he runs fast. I've never seen a cat move like this one, even as fat as he is. Amazing. Well, I think we're I something about. Oh yeah. So so you know it's 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 interesting. People are asking fascinating questions, and and you know I'm I'm hopeful that they're taking in and and sort of sort of masticating the the wisdom in them and making some sense for themselves out of it it's it's mm-hmm. just it's amazing how people you know i want to be spiritual well then be spiritual and you know but how do i be spiritual and it's like you, you pay attention to what the spiritual laws are what the universal energies are live your life according to your inner inner guidance, you know, golden rule. Mm-hmm. And study. Just study. Start yeah. reading. You know, it's just like anything else. If you want to learn more about science, study science. But mainstream science is very deceptive because there's so much more out there that has nothing to do with their textbooks. So, But, but oh, still, still you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. And once you start activating the brain and activating the psyche, I find that the data stream comes in. So it takes discipline, too. A lot of people will read something and then they just like, oh, forget about it. I'm not like that. I find you and I both, we use highlighters and we're big readers and 
even back in the day, I've been reading forever and the illusion of it. And then I was interfaced with technology that kind of took the place of that. But, but nonetheless, nonetheless, yeah, to me, it's like expand, 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 never, never, never look back, go backwards or contract and go in reverse. I'm not, I'm not one with reverse. I don't play that. And I see this happening here. They love reverse. They love going backwards and build back this and build back that. No, no, absolutely not. Don't tear it down. You can't build it better. Keep navigating. That's just my yeah. two cents on it, you know. It's ridiculous. Well, it's like yeah. having an adult and saying, okay, well, you're done now. So let's just strip it all down and reconstruct it. What the hell's wrong with you people? Seriously? <laughs> I get grumpy about that. But go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm waiting. I mean, when I see happening what's happening in the United States with statues being torn down and all of the stuff that's going on, I I, you know, it's sort of like, you're destroying our history, so we're going to be doomed to repeat it. I mean, that's just stupid. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah. It is stupid. They don't keep um, any archives of real data or experience. And, that, and the soul learns. I mean, the evolution of consciousness and everything else that goes along with it. What you're seeing is kind of like Planet of the Apes. It's going to go into that realm of just complete primordial behavior. If they don't knock it off, this is going to go bad really, really, really quick. People are already I think it is going to go yeah, I, I think it is going to go bad. I mean, I look at, um, and I'm not a political person. You know, I, I just usually, I'm an, I, I'm an independent. I always vote the person, not the party. But um, mm-hmm. there there have been a couple of times that I didn't like either person running, so I didn't vote. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's just sort of like... Um, you know, you, you kind of look at everybody and, and, you know, we all have warts. We all have things that we're not proud of that as we grew up we did. I, I mean, if, I mean, Mother Teresa probably did not do a bad thing in her whole life. Probably. I don't know about that. I've heard bad things but, about her. Well. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> okay, but she got sainted anyhow. But, but I mean. You know, it's it's none of us are really um, certainly qualified for sainthood for sure. So, you know, it's 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 sort of like you know we're human. That's why we're here. We have those foibles. And, and well, that's a label you know, that you shouldn't have. But that you know where I stand with that. We're not really human, yeah. but I know people use that terminology, and that's what's gotten everybody into trouble. Quite honestly, is that whole humanist kind of thought form. You're, you're a cosmic celestial being in a bio suit that appears, and you don't even know it's human because it comes from the cosmos, which means it's not human. It's actually off-world celestial design, but I won't go there. But you know what I mean. People, well, people I mean, believe if you want it. To get I'm right... only this. I'm only that. Go ahead. Well, if you get right down to it, we're only etheric spirits in a, in yeah. a human mm-hmm. avatar. That's right. And it's a matrix but... with matter, but it's energy. It converts into energy all the time. And, and think about the... the the, the vastness of what we can be and how limited people are by their own belief systems and their programming. It's amazing. Well, that's and true. But, but and then you think of things like, <clears throat> this is why, this is why I'm not really happy with current history and what we're doing with stuff. I, I think we're mm-hmm. misinterpreting everything and archaeologists are, you know, Making making statements about things and everybody's taking it as fact and they're all wrong, and mm-hmm. and you think of um, 
Dr. Doral and, and his, his um, interpretation of the Emerald Tablets of Toth. Um, if, you, if you look at Toth and, and you know, understand that the, he was an extraterrestrial, uh, for sure, it, 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 you know, mm-hmm. the, that material mm-hmm. is fascinating. I mean, it just, just going back and rereading that material, and, and I still think somebody should have put it in the proper order. That may be something I do in my old age when I get there. Um, mm-hmm. It just seems that that story is confusing because it starts in the middle and then it goes backwards mm-hmm. and forwards. So, Well, it's almost it's, like it's, moving in between space-time. Oh, traveling. Oh, absolutely. And and if you if you look at the um, Indian philosophies, the the, uh, the Krishna and the others, you know, they're they're fascinating too. I mean, there's so much on this planet that is so fascinating, and yet people aren't looking into it. They're 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 just ignoring it and you know understanding the cosmology other people's belief systems the um the uh, it isn't the mori it's the uh oh god what what was the um very very ancient culture that was you know way back and in in the times of the stone age but maybe just a little bit more cultured and they looked upon the milky way as a pathway of of um the pathway of, of the stars that that when we died we mm-hmm. became one of the stars in the pathway mm-hmm. to to the divine and mm-hmm. there was no religion then there were spiritual beliefs and i think i think we need to go back to that time where you have a spiritual belief about how to treat other people and how to live your life but but you're not being judged constantly by a group of people who say they are better than you because they're closer to God. Mm-hmm. That, that, right. Well, I think that, that's where the breakaways that come in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I and think there's so many more of those. People are never going to change. You know that. You probably know that. But some of these people that are indoctrinated into their belief systems, they're so hardwired, that's never going to break until they leave, they die, and then they'll see something and it won't be right. But I, I honestly believe we're going to have breakaway civilizations. And that those of us who get it, get it. If you know, you know. If you move on, mm-hmm. your gnosis is power, knowledge is power. So we will be moving on into another destination. And the only thing that was holding us back to begin with was this global intelligence network, which was, was basically bottlenecking exotic technology and information that includes everything you're talking about with our history and the illusion of history. All the most important information, um, fractals of data, they've stored, they've archived, but nobody else knows about it. Nobody else will ever access it because they want to hoard it for themselves. And to me, that's a disservice to those of us who are descendants as visitors. So that's going to change. But I can tell you, we need to get out of here and, and we will. Uh, but these other people, no, I can't expect them to change. I can't expect them to evolve. They'll go to where they need to go, and that's where it's going to be, if you ask me. I don't think they're going to ever but, change. But, yeah, look at what the, the Romans did with the Library of Alexandria. And in China, one of the emperors mm-hmm. had all of the books burned. And, right. you yeah. know, when you, when, yeah. you, when you think of the, of the, I mean, that's ancient history, and what they considered ancient at that time took you back before the flood. And, mm-hmm. you know, the material that was there, I mean, I, I, I would love to, first of all, I love, I love libraries. And um, I would love to maybe 
um, remote view or even even you know do some do some astral traveling to some of these libraries and just sit in the corner and you know leaf through a couple of stone tablets or something. I mean, I just can you imagine? Well, that's a great idea. I love that. That's something we should do. Uh, I definitely can dial into that. Well, that's the thing, yeah, I, I just, We do have so much information, but I think it's in your cellular makeup. I think it's at the atomic cellular molecular level. Cellular memory is there. And then, of course, the multidimensional mm-hmm. aspect of what we are beyond here allows us to access the database off-planet, which most people don't even pay attention to because it's, they can't even access the one here. So it's hard for them to access <laughs> off-planet intelligence. But I guarantee you it's there. So, but, yeah, that's the whole idea. And this is my point. is like, who are they to think they could be gatekeepers and stop us uh, from, from or stop them from learning? It's like, you can't read this book. You can't find this. You can't have this. Like, hell, we can't. And the same thing with living off planet. Why not? Why does it have to be space agencies? Why does it have to be only the people with a lot of money? Why, why isn't it that we're all not just able to traverse, just like you get in your car and go down the road and decide to go to a destination? Why can't we just traverse the galactic highway? Who are they to keep us stopping, stop everybody? And, and this is where it's going to end, because in my opinion, we're going to get out of here, and we're going to show them what it's about. I really believe that. So I think it's time. Oh, I, I... I go along with you on that. Now, do you are are you? I mean, we when we did remote viewing, we went to the moon, and we went mm-hmm. to the tunnels beneath the moon. Do you think there are actually? I mean, I I believe we we saw what was there, but I think it was it was in the past that we were that we were seeing it. Do you think there are still bases on the moon? I, f- I find there's a lot of technology there that's accessible and remotely controlled. And I also know there are a lot of what I call panels of information. In other words, we can, we, there's a lot of um, equipment that we can use if you know how to use it. And, and uh-huh. that would definitely be something we can utilize insofar as I want to call it like a monitoring station. But in my opinion, I, I, think, I think it is drivable. I think there's technology there that is capable of um, traversing the galactic highway. And that's why I always mention the idea behind the moon being able to, to be um, not towed into the space-time, but literally phased into a different space-time configuration. And that would explain why it was never visible and people claim they never saw the moon back in the illusion of history because it wasn't here and all of a sudden it just shows up. Well, it wasn't towed in. It, it, it was in a, They moved to a different space-time. This is another thing. that We keep changing configurations of space-time, and it depends on the cycles, in my opinion, the cycles of evolution. So I think we're hitting another one. And when we hit another uh-huh. one, <laughs> watch that moon. Because it might even break orbit. And I know that sounds crazy as hell. But I'm telling you, we, a lot can happen with a different configuration. Everything changes. The scenery changes. The constellations change. Everything you think you know about space-time moves. Are they ready for this in Space Force? I doubt it. I really do. But we are. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think we're having, I think there's going to be a major shift of, of, of the axis or something like that. And... Instead of being of in North America, America, we're going to end up in South America. And and you know mm-hmm. what's funny when when you were talking about water, I when I was when I was talking about it, I saw a drain and and the water going down in a right spiral clockwise, and then I saw it turn and it started to do the counterclockwise spiral. Oh, so I bet that's what I bet 
and that that happens pretty fast. That isn't something that you know happens over time. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen over a thousand years as it slowly shifts. No, that's that's something that happens pretty rapidly. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think they've been expediting a lot because of the weaponized atmosphere and <clears throat> excuse me, some of their experimental technology they've been utilizing. So. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot coming down the pike. And, you know, I always, uh, I never discount the fact that we're, this is the year of the Philadelphia experiment, the anniversary date. Um, oh, wow. There's just something about that to me that I've always been really interested in. For some reason, I was interested in Albulic and I find it interesting. I, I just feel like there's um, a connection there with what's happening here between those realms, even though some people say it's not real. And, and that technology exists. We have all kinds of experimental technology that's way beyond the veil of what it used to be back in those days. So was it tes- wasn't mu- Tesla involved in that? Was Tesla involved that's in what, that, that too? That's totally. Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. Um, you know, a lot of that data is kind of skewed, but but in my opinion, you're dealing with technology that moves. Once again, it doesn't just cloak something, but it literally changes the configuration to another space time. And I don't think that it was ever shut down, so to speak. That kind of research, I think it's always been accessible and available. I mean, you can look at a lot of different areas and a lot of independent research and a lot of doctors. Um, you know, scientists who have done a lot of um, experiments with that. So I'll look to what's going to go on in August this year. Well, well, maybe you can look at that as a marker to see if anything surfaces in August of 2023 for that. Well, Al Bielik, was he in, in on the um, Montauk project too? Well, he was correlated. Supposedly he was connected to the Philadelphia experiment. And, you know, him and, and Preston, the Preston Nichols were, were connected to some yeah. degree. So he was Montauk related. I, I'm, I never saw Preston Nichols in person. I did talk to him on the phone. I never met Albia. Like, I had friends who did. So, yeah, it's a very interesting group of people. And it, even if you think they're, they're crazy as hell, which I don't believe they were insane in any form, I think they're very brilliant people. There's, there's a lot there with data and information if you know how to look. So, and, and not every bit of information, you know, but there's, there's certain things that are pattern-oriented that I find interesting. And that's just something that's in the back of my head all the time. There's something about the vibration, the field, um, what sounds like propulsion. It's getting stronger, and it really is. So we'll see what happens here on this realm. Well, wasn't wasn't the Philadelphia? It was it was kind of like the built beam me up, Scotty. They theoretically um, destabilized and then transported and restabilized stabilized it, right? That was well, shifting. Well, uh, supposedly. The, Supposedly it was changing the configuration, but what's interesting about that whole experience is, or experiment was, um, it was supposed to have been just like a radar system, cloaking system, from what I understand. And I think it was a lot deeper than that, although some people will argue and say it was just a conspiracy story, it's just this, that, and the other. I don't buy that after where I've been with covert technology. I'm sorry. I experienced interface with artificial intelligence and things that are way beyond the spectrum here. So I find that there's something very hardcore about some of that tech. And and when you do that, when you're changing – you're changing the field. You're moving into another configuration of space and time, space time, bottom line. So there's a lot with that. And if you look at the story, I don't know if maybe we should get into that sometime, but you know, if you've ever read anything about Al Bielik and some of the things he claims he's been involved in, he sounds very intelligent. Uh, he was interviewed by Art Bell and he, he's just brilliant insofar as his information goes. And, you know, I can't, I can't imagine people making these stories up. I really can't. Um, I know there's real technology. I keep it on the technological level. And move from there, but I think there's something to that experiment. I really do. Well, Whether it's being resurrected and revamped, I'm not sure. 
Was he the one that was working with the time travel stuff? Yeah. Okay. He's an interesting dude. Um, well, he's gone now, so. Yeah. You'll well, have to see. I mean, if you look it up, you can kind of read about it. What's that? I was just going to say, you know, I'm a medium. Um, it's right here in I could find it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> just look for it. You'll find it. It's not hard to do. Yeah. It's not hard to do I, at all. That would be. There was one particular book, I think, that that I, I read that, that, you know, centered on him, I'm pretty sure. Um, who was it that did the time travel stuff and has a picture of himself um, at, I think, Lincoln's address? Oh, Basaccio, Andrew? Are you yeah. talking about Andrew? Is that his last name? I, think I don't so. know if I pronounced it correctly. Is he still around? I think he was really sick for a while. I think he's still around, though. That yeah, would I think be he claims he was a time traveler. I would love to find somebody that did that time travel stuff. That, that you know, they brought children in because children were easier to do the shifting, and they took them to the moon too, I believe. Yeah, but po- he was one portals. of those people. That, oh, go ahead. Yeah, but that was through portals, though. That wasn't no space travel. It was just um, well, that's that's por- more legit, if you ask me. Insofar as the way yeah. he traversed the Galactic Highway, but I can't tell you. I never really researched his information that much, but I do remember him insofar as other people interviewing him, so I'd have to look at it again. But, yeah, him and a few others that were um, supposedly, I don't know if it was Montauk-related or not, experimented on or at least put in a program of some kind for experimentation connected to that. So, yeah, it's all very interesting. It really is. And it could be a big mind hack, um, too. I mean, they could put them in an interconnected program where they're hitting them with psychotronic memories and programs that aren't valid to a point where they think they've been to these destinations and they haven't and then they come back a little bit messed up like Total Recall that is a real um, real technology that's not imaginary so people can get brain hacked all the time I and mean, that gets really complex and that's where the military brags about their electronic warfare department and that's why I like to shut them down because they have no business just, you know, just trashing people's heads just for shits and giggles excuse my French so um <laughs> You know, there's a lot of bad things that happen in these departments without any accountability, and that's not acceptable. Yeah, I, I it's it's interesting. The one project they pull up is the Montauk project, mm-hmm. and there was another there was another one that was time travel. I know there was, and kids were involved in it, and. Come on. It was not Project talk, Pegasus, though. Yeah. Well, there was, a, I think, yes, it was. was the Project Pegasus one. I've heard people talk about Project Pegasus. Excuse my French on that one. Yeah, can't speak right now. But, um, yeah, there's another guy I used to interview, and he was an ex-CIA operative who talked about a lot of that stuff to some degree. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know I read um, a couple of books on Project Pegasus because that was that fascinated me. Yeah, I find it interesting. I mean, if you're you're psychic enough to know and be able to read between the lines, so when they're giving you a little bit of truth and a lot of BS, you'll be able to see what's correct and what's not, like pattern recognition. That's what I usually do when oh, I look yeah. at stuff that's been redacted, especially when you're looking at archives. Like, look, the FBI is releasing all this. I'm like, big deal. Most of it's garbage anyway. They'll give you stuff that's, you know, you can't. we know more than they do at this point. It's just foolishness. But 
that's another story altogether. But yeah, it's interesting how they give you little bits, you know, bits and pieces of information. But I find that that is, to me, it's all about the propulsion and technology and where we're heading as a civilization. We are moving into another configuration, whether people like it or not, but we need to transcend the technology we're working with. And, and I find that right now it's so weaponized and so polarized that it's, it's not productive. So something's got to change there. Yeah, it's Andrew Basaccio. Mm-hmm, yeah. He's one of them. There was another one I interviewed, too, and he was, oh, gosh, what's his name? He's probably still on my Skype somewhere. But he was supposedly a friend of his, and I interviewed him, and it was like pulling teeth for trying to get him to talk on air. It's something else. I mean, he just wouldn't open up. <laughs> I asked him to be on the show, and he wouldn't tell me a lot. He'd just give me little bits and pieces, but I think he was kind of messed with, too. So it was kind was of Pete, interesting. Was, that was a long time ago. Was, was Peter Moon connected with a lot of yeah, this Peter stuff? Yeah, Peter Moon. Yeah, I think yeah. he was correlated with some of that, too. Yeah, I don't know about him. I, I've i interviewed him once, and I, don't, I can't tell you if he's, you know, part compartmentalized or compromised. There's, there's some interesting information about him, and then there's – you can read his books and kind of choose from yourself what you what you resonate with. Well, yeah, no. He was friends with yeah, no, I, Preston. Yeah. No, he's been, he's been on the show. Okay, um, so you're familiar with him. long time ago, but he, he was on the show. And there was somebody at Gaetano's. Uh, he he did oh, another well, book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interviewed him a long he time did. ago. Yeah, <laughs> he's good. Actually, I need to get in touch with him again. I gave him a lot of information on psychotronic weapons and synthetic telepathy back in the day, and then he got into the Montauk stuff, which correlates to some of the tech I've been involved with. Uh, Montauk's primordial uh-huh. compared to where I've been, but but the idea behind how you can interface with technology and what it's used for, yeah, it's very very interesting. I mean, we should we should go into that sometime. Yeah, maybe yeah, next we time we'll do definitely time look at it. That'd be Wait, fun. You get to pick next oh, time. We always yeah, time you... travel. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. why I get to pick next time. Well, well, we can do that if you feel guided to. Yeah, we can go in there and talk about a lot of cool stuff. Like I said, we we started talking about what giants and little people today. <laughs> <laughs> I think we gave stuff. it all of ten minutes. Yeah, that's um, okay. It's a good no, topic. I think time travel, time travel would be a good topic, and and actually, mm-hmm. given a month's time, it gives us both some time to do a little bit of research. Well, I wrote um, a book on it just recently, so it's not research for me. But if you want to talk about well, other that, projects connected to time travel, yeah, we can do some digging, and especially like I said, the Montauk I think is a really good one, and and also the um, Philadelphia experiment, exotic technology, the way they're cloaking. The way they're utilizing technology today in, in advanced sciences, I think, is worth talking about. That's a it's all frequency-based. It's all about the modulation of the field. And the frequencies have everything to do with how fast in the illusion of space-time we're really navigating. Your, your body's designed to navigate quite, quite fast. It's the frequency. It's supposed to be very high frequency and, and very, very quick. And I find that we're in inertia. So they, they keep trying to create this magnetic um, kind of a pulse where it pulls everybody into the stasis. And, and stops them from really syncing up with higher fields. And at least that's what I've observed through the weaponization of the atmosphere recently. So it's not healthy. I mean, I could go in there and give these guys a lecture on what not to do with their technology, but they won't listen. And they want to do what they want to do under the guise of their national security. Well, they all need they, to be fired. They know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, I have been known to fire everybody, but nobody, nobody actually left. I did fire everyone Gosh, and right. 10 years ago, I did it on uh, 
Facebook, I, it was my letter to the government, and I fired everyone. I, and basically, well, I you. said, you're forgetting. I said, you're forgetting who you work for. I pay That's your right. salaries, you know, <laughs> along with a lot well, of other fired. people. They just don't know it yet. I think they're all well, pretty much true. obsolete at this point. You know, it's funny how they think that the regular Joes are obsolete. It's really them that's obsolete. And I'm not just talking here. I'm talking globally speaking. This is this is then. You know, these guys have completely destroyed and gutted what could have been a very positive civilization. So to me, it's like you guys need accountability, and all of them are overpaid. You know, they get their clearances not because they're intelligent, but because they are privileged. There's a lot of problems here that need to be cleaned up. But yeah, I. I no think doubt about it used it. to be. It used to be there were intelli- they, there were intelligent people that ran for office, and then they went back well, to their regular know. jobs, and now mm-hmm. they they get elected and they stay there until they're ninety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's or a hundred home now. Don't you know? DC is a retirement home. I mean, home. <laughs> there should be le- there yes, should yes. be there should be term limits, and and that that isn't meant to be nasty to anybody. It's just that. You know, you want you want somebody to be able to push a button if it's important, and not look at you and say, "What bud?" You know. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I still think we need a. You know, this is where artificial intelligence comes in handy because if this is the way these people are going to roll with their primordial behavioral patterns, maybe we need something a little more up to speed with higher evolutionary levels. I'm not talking the ones that are programmed by man. I'm talking advanced, advanced technological decision making. We'll see where it goes. They have opportunities, yeah, be, you know, and I find that they don't listen when they should, and that's unfortunate. No, they don't. And, and you know, it's it's funny because people like you, you know, are sitting around knowing so much more than most of the people that are being hired to do stuff. And you don't, you know, you aren't being paid a mind to. You were part of some of these programs, for God's sakes. You should know, mm-hmm. the, you know, the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, the rights, the wrongs. That's right. I and do. I know. <laughs> you survived. It's it. funny. Yeah, I don't. I don't get a paycheck from them. There's no way they'd ever pay me for anything. So I don't play. I don't play the game. I, I'm too honest. You know, they want people to want to um, weaponize and destroy. You know, I'm about expansion and evolution. I'm not about shutting everything down. I mean, what kind of an amazing society would have if people were all just honest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't have to be brilliant. To lie. Well, you know, it, it would it would be so cool if I could have a wish. Now, there was I I, I forget who did it, but it was a comedy, and it was was it called Liar Liar, and um, oh. His, this guy's son wished that he would he would have to tell the truth for just a day, at least. And wouldn't it be spectacular if for a month the element of a lie we were not capable of, so that everyone mm-hmm. had to tell the truth? Yeah, My goodness, I think that's that, nice. That would that would be well, just such hard, an amazing. Or, you know, it really isn't hard. It would be, and it's funny because under the guise of supposedly like classification and national security. Everybody's being lied to, and it's unfortunate. It's just like it reminds me of that movie, 2010 Space Odyssey, you know, how HAL 9000 had a breakdown because he couldn't lie. He wasn't programmed to lie, um, so he had a meltdown program, right? So it's kind of like that. We're not really designed to lie, in my opinion. I think it takes a lot of effort, at least for me. I'm very honest. That's why I get myself into trouble, because 
I don't have a reason to lie and hide anything, and I just come out and tell the truth. Well, that's not something you want to be able to do over there if you're working in those departments. You have to be able to <laughs> smile at everybody and lie to their face. And, and it's, it's really foolishness, honestly. It's, um, I don't like it. And right now, everybody's so transparent when it comes to data and classified information. I mean, it's all over the place. They can't control it anymore. So it doesn't matter at this point. They should have just no, released everything it. and said this is what it is and that's it. Live with it. Yeah, just and pretty, people would step up. Some would might might have meltdowns, but a lot of people say, "Wow, this is really cool. Let's go with it." But they don't—they're just so stupid. Whoever made the decision to stop and put a halt and the brakes on everybody on that level is really a, a jackass, to be honest. And who, so, and who do they think they are that they know best? I nobody. mean, come on. But they want to look smart. They want to be like the best of the best because they have access to all these cool devices and toys and technology that no one will ever ever see their entire lives that people can vision and dream and think about things and speculate, but they'll never have the information, and they have it right at their desks. So that gives them yeah. this arrogance that you see it every day, right? Yeah. Really and unfortunate. You, you can see right through it. I mean, it's kind of oh, like, sure. you know, oh, that's so scary. Oh, listen, we're almost, we're almost out of time. <laughs> Let everybody know what your website and your shows are. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, Barbara. This has been a wonderful show as always. And, yeah, I'm at Night Shadow Anomaly Detectives. At, um, you can find me over there, .com, .net. Also, my show is Hyperspace on the KCR Digital Radio Network. That's 12 midnight Eastern time, 9 p.m. Pacific, and that's on Fridays. And then Raven Star's Witching Hour, which is Saturdays on 12 midnight Eastern time, 9 p.m. Pacific on, on Revolution.radio. And thank you. This is always wonderful to communicate and share and expand with you. Yeah, let's let's do time travel next time. Okay. I, like I bet we can stay on topic. I bet we can stay on topic. Oh, sure, because that's our area. We're travelers. Yeah. <laughs> Between you and I, we can do, like, we'll be on the moon. Let's go someplace else. Oh, my goodness. And we'll bring the moon here. Yeah. Get it closer. That would be so we cool. Make some jumps. <laughs> you know, maybe sometime we should... Maybe sometime we should just start the show with, you know, this is Neon Twilight from the moon, you know. I think that's perfect. That would be fun. That would be fun. All right. Well, let's try that next month. All right. Okay. Thank you, Barbara. We'll we'll, we'll see if we both remember when we get there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much again. And and, um, my pleasure. You know, I I will be talking to you. sometime soon and uh okay so for now for now thank you and good night and um good night thank everybody else and and thank you for being with us tonight as always we enjoy having other people there eavesdropping and uh, hopefully you learned something so good night everybody good night